Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. We have made it to episode 61. What is up, Michael? Merry Christmas. Merry motherfucking Christmas. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say it like that, but whatever. Merry Christmas to anyone who is <laughs> celebrating. This episode is being published on December 25th. Merry Christmas to those who are celebrating. Happy holidays to those who are just hanging out with family. Um, there's a phrase that Becky, my fiance, says around this time of year. It's uh, uh, Merry Christmahana Kwanzaa. Just trying to cover all her bases. She might be missing some in there, but Merry Christmahana Kwanzaa. Have you heard That's that before? That's a good one. Is is it good? I I I don't know. I'm not really up on like words that make sense. I bet I bet all you bastards thought we'd be taking a break. <laughs> I don't nope. think I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, dude, what events would would facilitate us not doing the show, <laughs> precluding precluding death? Obviously, if we're dead, we can't do the show. Although, if only one of us dies, the other one better do the show. So if so, when I die first, Michael, you better keep doing the show. It's important. <laughs> I was do you like uh have you heard anything from Bill Burr, the comedian? Oh, a long time ago when he was first starting out, but I haven't I haven't like listened to anything in a very long he, time. Uh, so I like I like him a lot and he does a podcast every Monday, I think. And nice. It's just him just yelling the whole time <laughs> just that by sounds, himself. That's that's <laughs> what stand-up comics do. <laughs> so so you know what if if yeah, I, I think it would take a lot for us to not do a podcast because even one of us can just do something, I think. I think we could figure something out. <laughs> I believe we have the resources. Regardless, this is, oh yeah, it's going live on Christmas. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, everything's super, super cool. Hopefully you guys are hanging out with your families or hopefully you're just doing whatever. I won't be because my fiance is working. I'm just going to be sitting here and probably working on the website or working on Rivka, which is just, you know, it is what it is. I might go and visit her in the restaurant, but apparently going to Disney on Christmas is like a really big thing that people do. So like the restaurant's going to be like super slammed. <laughs> Never done that. Sounds terrible. Apparently it's a thing. <laughs> apparently it's a thing. But this episode is super, super cool. So this episode, um, we're kind of treating it as... Uh, so the main theme of the episode is two. There's kind of two topics. It's a, kind of a yearly predictions, kind of what we sort of see in regards to the writing on the wall and some organ scrivening in regards to what's going to happen next year within urology. And the other thing that we're going to kind of talk about is just sort of our own personal sort of like watch collecting goals, not necessarily how many IWC big pilots can Michael fit into his shopping cart, but more just kind of like, like higher level, kind of not necessarily purchase focus. Is like, 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 does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I um, oh man, I I I know we need to I know we need to honor tradition. I know we need to jump into the wrist check. But I I've I've I was thinking about this the other day. I did I ever tell you about Sherman at an old job I used to work at? Did I ever mention that to you or on the podcast, Sherman? Was that the guitar store? No, no. This was at the last place I worked here um, in Orlando before I started working where I'm working now. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh my god, do we have like five minutes? 
Of course we do. It's your show. <laughs> it's not. It's not my show. It's 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 Michael saying insightful things and then Kaz talking about his dick every three point five seconds. Thirty no thirty second thirty point five. Mm, there it is again. <clears throat> so I used to work at a place and I'm far enough removed from it where I can tell this story now. But um, I was working in the place as like a copywriter, and so there were a few of us who were basically designated as like user facing like front facing people who were either writing stuff or creating things or designing things that only like people that were visiting the website or websites uh you know were seeing and so it was that that those those few of us and uh, i worked next to a guy named uh named sherman who was I'm trying to think of a way to describe sherman um he was sort of a mix between milton from the office or from office space and but he spoke like kevin from the office you know what i'm saying that's that's quite a combo <laughs> he was just he was like a big but very awkward guy you know what i mean he's like i just i don't understand you know <laughs> what do you mean it's not friday you know <laughs> really really weird guy and so one day we got an email from like the president of the company and i don't understand michael we've talked about this but why is every email from like i guess the president of the company in all caps lock You've experienced this too, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I think we've I think we've experienced it at, while working together. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> if anyone has any insight on why every single email <laughs> is in caps lock, like if I ever find myself in a position where I'm president of something, I'm just gonna take a knife and pry the caps lock off the keyboard. Like I'm not even gonna like I'm not even gonna tempt myself. <laughs> so we got an email from the president. It's all caps lock. Uh, I want to call a meeting. I want to talk about everything that's happening uh, uh, that's on the website. I think it's important that we need to get aligned and strategies, invitation to follow. And Sherman's just like, oh, man, I wonder I wonder who's in trouble. I'm like, I don't I don't care, Sherman. I count the days till I die. That's what's happening now. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, you know, we go to the meeting and we go and we're sitting there and uh, it's me, Sherman, and it's like three other people. And like, I'm not next to Sherman because I, I, I try not to sit next to him. I tried not to text him at meetings because I sat next to him all the time. So I'm like across the table. It's not a very big room. It's 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 honestly probably seven or eight people in here, including the president. You know, this guy, I'll, uh, I'm not going to say his actual, I'll just call him Tim. Tim's my white name, so I'm going to call the president Tim. <laughs> <clears throat> so Tim walks into the room and he starts talking and he's just like, oh, I'm really, really upset because we, how are we supposed to write and create engaging content if we're making people visiting the website question choices they made why are we you don't you don't get yourself into a buying mood by having someone tell you you made a bad decision previously you know it's like so we can't say things like oh you know wish your so-and-so was more like this well here's this like that really that doesn't get people in a buying mood. that just makes people angry and then he turns to sherman he's like sherman so i need your help sherman goes oh okay <laughs> sherman you you and I are friends, right? I mean, we've been working together for years. You and I are friends. They're, you could tell they're not friends. Sherman was just a little terrified, all right? We're sweating, sweating a little bit? I, mean, I couldn't tell. I mean, but I mean, I'm sure I'm sure sweating cold cuts was because coming through his pores, you know? <laughs> Poor guy. A pun. And so, uh, uh, you know, Sherman, you and I are friends, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's how we talked, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, yes. Okay, so so I'm sure Sherman at some point in the years of us being friends, in the years of us working together, 
that I've probably complained about my wife or my kids, or I've I, I, I probably said something pretty awful to you in anger about my wife, Stephanie. I mean, right? Do you, do you, do you think that would be an accurate statement? Uh, I don't, I don't know, Tim. Well, let's just, sit, let's just, actually, you know what? I know I have. I know I've complained to you about my wife, Stephanie. Now, Sherman, I need your help. And he got, he got really close to Sherman. Sherman, I need you to tell me my wife is a bitch. <laughs> Sherman just goes, oh, no. <laughs> he's just, he's like, no, bad news bears. And I'm, I'm sitting at the end, of the, I'm covering my mouth and I'm like, oh my God, I'm witnessing history. I'm witnessing history, people. <laughs> and it's like, now, Sherman, I thought we were friends. Sherman, I thought we were friends. This is, this is not like a big thing. It's just, it's an exercise. Really, you'd be helping everyone in the room. Tell me, actually, you know what? I'm positive I've told you Stephanie was a bitch. So all I'm doing is to tell you, is asking you to say what I said to you back to me. Tell me my wife is a bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> Sherman goes, okay. Tim, your wife is a bitch. <laughs> Tim, Tim just goes, God Damn it! And he slams his hand on the table and all of our water bottles shake and he goes, You see, that makes me angry! I don't want to buy shit from you people right now because he just told me my wife is a bitch! And I'll never forget that because I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I wish I was recording this meeting. Of all the meetings I've recorded in my life, Michael. <laughs> I really wish I was recording this one. Damn. I've never told you that story. No, can we get either of those guys on the podcast? No, no! <laughs> No, <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day because I saw I saw a clip on Reddit and it was of I think it was of Kevin and it was when he dropped the chili. Do you remember that? Oh God, it's all in the in the carpet and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, that too. I remember I I saw that and I'm like, oh, whatever happened to Sherman? And then I'm like, did I ever tell that story on the fucking show? So yeah, I'm far enough removed from that place where I can do whatever I want now. Yeah, I I I. Point. I think Tim made his point, though. I think we can. I think we all left that meeting, basically, with an understanding of what not to do ever again, or probably not. I. I don't know. I. I, I quit like like the next week, so I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thank God. Thank God, man. That was the place where the guy, a different guy, I was telling you about, was wearing that GMT Master. <sighs> GMT. It was an older one. It was like black. It was, not, it was like blue and red, but the but it was like faded and weird looking, and it was um. It just looked mad old and like scratchy, you know. The poor GMT master. It's never been the same since the ceramic ones came out. Ceramic and uh, polished, polished center links. Yeah, it's a little sad, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, I apologize for the for the tangent. That's my story about Sherman. I just wanted to get that on air. I think it was very important for me to put that on air. <laughs> sounds sounds like a fun place to work. So it's like I I wish I was in that meeting with you. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was so awkward. Poor Sherman. <laughs> Tell me my wife Stephanie's a bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, he was a crazy person. But yeah, I'm I'm I don't work in an office anymore, so I'm very happy about that. It's those those stories that uh I'm happy I'm not a part of anymore. But uh, but yeah, I, I I digress. That was a that was a Christmas tangent. I apologize. You're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of Christmas tangents, I suspect. But story aside, 
shall we honor tradition before we jump into housekeeping items and before we jump into the main topic shall we honor mother budgeon tradition and shall we do the wrist check man i could use some christmas fudge right about now. <laughs> is there vegan fudge is, is, is that a thing yeah it's, it's kind of i think fudge is one of the easier things to make without uh eggs or dairy so really yeah, I've, had, I've had vegan fudge before nice I think cool. the, but the butter is where it gets kind of like iffy, but you can use their stuff. I had the best vegan food in my entire life when we hung out in New York. So if I want to have a good vegan meal, I just have to follow you around. Oh gosh, yeah, we went to that burger place. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what they put in the burger, um, but it was good. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but here, I've been talking way too much. Wrist check, baby. What you wearing? Cool. So I'm wearing I'm wearing a watch that uh, I kind of, you know, you have the you ever have like those watches in the box where you're just like, man, like I wish I would wear you just a little bit more. <laughs> I do uh, my Omega Seamaster Thirty. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. This this is one of those watches. Um, uh, I've been kind of wearing the same watch this week, but I just wanted to change it up for for Friday, and saw this one in the box, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's time for it's time for you. You're the Friday watch. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's the uh, it's also the bluest watch that I own. I just realized. Interesting. It's, it's the Seiko SNZH five three. It's part of the Seiko five series. Um, you saw this one last time we were in New York. It's the one that's kind of done in the style of the fifty the fathoms. Fifty fathoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. watch. Yeah, it's kind of it's really popular for. For like modders and stuff because they turn it into something called the 55 fathoms uh it's it's one of the most popular i think seiko mods besides the, the little snks that people turn into like zin homages okay <laughs> but uh yeah, i'm just gonna take a closer look this one's really cool uh so i think it's about 40 maybe like 42 43 millimeters um like a deep blue dial, deep blue bezel, uh, 7S26 movement inside, or the, I think they call it the 7S36 in this one. Uh, not totally sure what the difference is, to be honest. Um, I think it's huh. I think it's all about where it's produced. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. Is, it but, like, um, is the date wheel different from the 7S26 in any way, or is there not a date wheel? Well, the only, the only reason this date wheel is different than uh, kind of like your regular skx mm -hmm. uh, it's because this is also a j model so for some reason it comes with english and arabic so this is right. another another watch that i've owned with <clears throat> with english and arabic um <clears throat> and it's also fun to wear those watches on friday because friday is like that's that's the day that you go to the mosque i guess so like on okay. the regular on the regular english date wheel they'll they'll make sunday in red but on the Arabic side, Friday will be in red. Oh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the Friday, the Friday prayer thing is the only reason I can think that that would happen. Um, so yeah, but I, you know what? I, I never really figured out why um, why the J variants would be English and Arabic because there are other J models that are like English and Kanji. Right. So like the S S A R Y zero five five. That's one that I look at a lot too. Um, it's like English and and like a kanji day wheel. But anyways, that's what comes on this watch. Um, okay. I, cool. I, I'm not sure about the seven S two six versus the seven S three six. 
but that's what's uh, stamped on the dial. So it's it's interesting. This is kind of like I wouldn't call this a dive watch either. I would call it a dive style watch. Uh, it's not. It doesn't have a screw down crown. It's just like a push pull crown kind of thing. Okay. Um. So I'm. You know, I'm not jumping into pool into pools with this. So, um, well, what's it rated for? It's rated for a hundred meters. Do you think that's just poppycock? Well, it's not poppycock. I mean, the 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 Rado Captain Cook, for example, that came out Basel uh, this year, that was a hundred meters, and I don't even think it's screw down crown either. So, okay. and that that one, uh, that one does fine apparently, uh, diving and stuff, but. You know, I'm I'm really scared. We we need like a full episode on water resistance because there's just like so much that I want to know. Um, I see press releases from brands that are like, oh, it's 50 meters, so you should not like, like I don't know, like wash dishes or something. <laughs> like it's 100 meters, so don't cut tomatoes. Like, oh man, okay, wow. Um, I had no idea. This watch will probably be be fine if you like shower <clears throat> with it or go in the pool or something. Right, but. I'm not doing that in Seattle in December. So I don't care. <laughs> you could join the Polar Bear Club. I'm sure y'all got a fucking Polar Bear Club up there or whatever. <laughs> Exhibition case back. So that's that's pretty cool. That's something different from your uh, typical SKX. Nice. Um, I can appreciate that. But sort of the one thing that you notice if you ever buy this watch right away is the bezel. Uh, the photos like on Amazon or wherever the fuck you buy it from, they just, they don't do this watch justice. Wow. And, um, so it's a, it's a Hesalite, not Hesalite, sorry. Uh, the, it's a Bakelite or whatever the fuck it's called. Bakelite. No, no, no. What's, what's the crystal that Seiko makes? The crystal. Oh, oh, Hardlex. So it's a Hardlex crystal. Right. And I think there's a layer of Hardlex over the bezel. Really beautiful, so, like 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 sheeny kind of finish on there, like a glass exactly. finish almost. Exactly. So you get like a super glossy kind of blue, deep deep blue finish on the bezel that looks really really cool. And I can't think of too many Seiko watches that do that, to be honest. Um, besides this one, they also make one with black and gold accents called the um, I think it's the SNZH five seven. Okay. And they make another one that's just all black and white. Um, but this one's this one's really cool. I wear it from time to time. I wore it to the uh, Spring Drive event in New York. Uh, I so think cool. The, the day before, <clears throat> the day before you got there, yeah. uh, at Wind Up, and one of the sales guys was just like, "Oh my god, like I love this one. Like I never see this one in here, you know." Um, <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. I was actually taking the watch off to try on the Spring Drive GMT for the first time in my life. <laughs> how was it to wear it? I can't remember. I, I don't know if I ever asked you that. How was it to wear it? Dude, it's it's an amazing watch. <laughs> that is that is a hell of a watch. Yeah. To discuss at a later time. But yeah, <laughs> even even my wife saw that watch on my wrist and she's like, buy it. <laughs> no, no, no. What would be this like like a in the boutique, it's what, like four or five thousand bucks? Uh probably, yeah. A little little over five, I think. It's exp- it's expensive, man. A lot of fucking like, cheddar. Like, do you know we just bought a like bought a home? <laughs> 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 like the, the financial suicide we just went through. <clears throat> but yeah, this is this is kind of a cool watch. Um the uh 
the bracelet is a little is a little wide uh that's that's the only downside to this one it doesn't wide? how do you mean like the long width i don't know if wide is the right term um it doesn't taper as much as i'd want it to okay and then as you get down closer to the buckle the buckle's a little bit it's kind of beefy you know okay so um you know sometimes i watch uh sometimes a lot of times i watch seiko holic's channel and he has <laughs> He has a lot of these old like vintage bracelets just like lying around, I guess. He's like a mountain of old Seiko stuff. Um and he has one of these watches. I think he has the black one and he put it on like some super old like just Seiko bracelet that was very very like thin as it comes to the as it comes to the clasp. Okay. So I don't know, maybe maybe I'll experiment with something. I know there's also a vendor called Uncle Seiko that's coming out with like ridiculous stuff these days he just came out with a new version of the z199 bracelet which is like like the mac daddy like seiko jubilee bracelet <laughs> that people like hunt for people pay like over a hundred dollars like just for the bracelet sometimes on like ebay Jeez. and stuff um so maybe <clears throat> at some point i can I'll, I'll try to swap the bracelet out it is it is a little bit chunky okay uh, but otherwise it's it's a great it's a great watch to just kind of change it up sometimes you you like drift away from the regular skx family you know skx srp kind of stuff because it, it it does look different than most of seiko's like super iconic divers i guess because it's technically a uh 50 fathoms homage right. well, <laughs> i like i like ways. would you would you call it a dive dive style watch yeah it's a dive style watch <clears throat> i don't know i don't know if it's necessarily like a dive watch that's funny you know but maybe I'll take it diving one day. I don't know. I'll give it a try. If it floods, it floods. Fuck it. I mean, take it, take it in the bath first. Take it in like a nice, like a like a nice bubble bath first. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great around Christmas. I think. <laughs> telling you, man. I'm telling you. What is this? Okay, I just got a text message. Just ignore my text message. But um, that's super cool though. Yeah. Now, and by, by the way, people people mod the hell out of these things, and if you're also, if you're not into like doing the mods yourself, a lot of people sell like pre-built mods on eBay and stuff. You're gonna pay a little bit more, um, like a kit, like a like a modding kit. It's not even so much like a kit. Like just the watch is sold modded already. Oh, um, okay. You know, and the dial says like 55 fathoms. Like the date gets covered, so it becomes like a no date. People put in like a new like glossy bezel that's actually loomed which looks like really, really cool because it's a glossy bezel with like loom like markers and stuff like that. Right. Um, so that looks really cool, but I've seen those at like 600 bucks and shit. Like, fuck. <laughs> you know? um, but it's, it's a fun watch. You know, if you, if you've had a uh, Seiko's, like if you've done the SKX thing and you know, the turtle and stuff like Samurai's or whatever, um, and you want something a little bit different, you know, Take a look at these. They they they're really fun watches, and I, people like to pair them with leather too, because the blue looks nice with like a dark mahogany or like a cherry leather. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun watch, and that's what I've been wearing today. I think you brought up a great point. It's really easy to get stuck in that like endorphin loop of Seiko divers. You know what I mean? Like uh, turtle, well, and then uh, and then SKX, and then sumo if you're feeling weird, and then back to turtle. You know what I'm saying? So I I think. Knowing there is another option out there, 
I mean, for, uh, honestly, I mean, that watch is pretty, it's, it's super well-priced. It's like, what, probably 200 oh, Yeah. Probably even As a less. Seiko 5? Let me see. Yeah, it is, it is a Seiko 5. It's part of the... Let's give you guys a real holiday price. <laughs> I type like an old woman. <laughs> oh, oh, one, one, oh, one finger, one key at a time. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. It's actually <laughs> this is this might be the cheapest I've ever seen it. Uh, so like, this is we're telling you guys right now. It's 157 on Amazon right now. Prime. Yeah, that's a good price actually. Yeah. And if you have like an old like Amazon gift card lying around from like Christmas last year, just like throw that thing on top and you can get it for even cheaper. So And if you don't have any Amazon gift cards from last year, you're gonna get some today. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And actually the black version, the all black version is even cheaper. It's one forty eight on Prime. So nice. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a fun watch. I'm not, I'm not sure. Did I get a good look at it when we were hanging out in, in New York? I was just too happy to see you to even notice <laughs> that we had watches with us. We we had a lot of watches on the table when we kind of like dumped them out and we're like <laughs> showing them off. You went to full Rain Man mode because every watch I gave you, you just you just wound and set. You yeah, it mean? was <laughs> it was it was that's that's just a, a brain problem that I have. I'm sorry. The thing is, I was getting watches back and then I looked down. And I'm like. Who set all of my watches? This is so convenient. <laughs> I didn't set my fucking watches. Yeah, I just, that chrono that you you brought. I just I wanted to see that thing running, man. I'm like, I want the right time on it too. Shit. It's such a cool watch. Just don't yeah. try and change the date. <clears throat> I don't think I did. I don't yeah, think I did, I did that. <laughs> Lose years from your life trying to set the fucking date on that thing. You know. Uh, yeah. And I know you're you're coming up on the end of your your watch fast. So still... how do you feel? still watch i feel delicate sorry i'm still watch fasting it's interesting because now my brain's going through two two things and it's kind of a back and forth juxtaposition between two emotions the first emotion uh, also i'm sorry I, I apologize so just to two things um as i as i punch my microphone god fucking damn it did you hear that no no you're okay, good uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm watch fasting currently right now. For those who aren't aware, who are just tuning in, the watch fast is the idea of wearing the same watch for a calendar month or depending on when you start, 30 days. So that's the hashtag watch fast. You can go check the hashtag on Instagram. Really, really cool. A lot of fun. It's, like a, it's kind of a fun challenge that Michael and I started. Well, really, Michael started. And it's just, it's very fun to see people who are doing it. It's really, really cool because you learn a lot about yourself as a collector. And I think it's a really strong exercise you can do to becoming an educated consumer which is so integral with urology um so that's the idea of the watch fast i am watch fasting now currently with my orient um neo 70s solar quartz solar mm, solar quartz chrono wv005 1tx uh what we have dubbed on two broke watch knobs as the orient christmas chrono it's a JDM limited edition model made in commemoration of Christmas 2016 for Japan. Uh, it's a thousand pieces. This is number eight. Oh, fuck. Uh, 884. There we go. <laughs> I do remember my stupid formula. Um, 884. Uh, it's appropriate. I wanted to watch fast with the Christmas Chrono during the month of December just because of the theming. You know, Christmas watch, Christmas month, all that stuff. Um, the watch fast is going great. Uh, at the time of this recording, I am on day 22, but the time of y'all hearing this, it will be day 
25. And then I'll only have, I guess, five or six days after that. Um, so right now, my emotions are going through two very kind of polemic, bipolar sort of, I'll call them conditions. Uh, the first one is that of just, you know, Amistad resignation. This is this is my fate. <laughs> I'm on this boat forever. <laughs> and come what may, because God knows I don't know what's going to happen. But this is just what I, this is my life now. This is just what I am. I'm literally shackled <laughs> with this watch. You know? Let's see how okay. far I can, see how far I can take the Amistad uh, uh, imagery. But so that's like one part. But then the other part of it is like, this neurotic, I gotta change my watch. I gotta change my watch. I gotta change my watch because, like, I'm seeing. Because now it's now my kind of shielding has been penetrated by what I was really protecting myself from for a long time, and that was not Instagram, but me posting things on Instagram. So, what you guys have probably noticed in the past week or two, I've just been posting. I've been trying to not post too many of my own wrist shots of the watch I'm actually wearing because it's just this fucking orange Christmas chrono. So I've been trying to take pictures of other watches. And in the process of doing that, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, man, that's a beautiful watch. Sure would love to fucking wear it. You know what I mean? Like that. Like that's <laughs> that's really been tripping me up. And the watch that's really been doing that. I did. Um, I think we mentioned this in the Patreon episode, but I did a Seiko Saturday post <clears throat> with the SNK. The Seiko SNK um, on the ostrich leather, and it's fucking it's a gorgeous watch. It's such a great strap combination. It's a green dial, and it's like um, it's sort of like a like a darker sort of tanned type of leather. It's really interesting, and like the combination together, it just feels so good. And I'm like, man, I would love to fucking wear this watch, you know. And it's 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 so I have those moments. I have moments of just quiet resignation of this is my fate. And then, like, 12 monkey Brad Pitt moments. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm just, like, going crazy. <laughs> you know? So, definitely back and forth. I am going to make it. I'm confident in that I'm going to make it. Just because those two feelings, neither of them are aimed in anger at the watch I'm wearing. I'm not angry at the watch I'm wearing. I love this watch. I mean, this watch is super special to me. I would just like to wear something else. You know what I mean? It's not like, <clears throat> well, my ass was kicking in. Ah, fuck. This is not a professional podcast. Um, it's not like uh, with the Casio MDV-106. Uh, that was the first watch fest I attempted, and it, and, and it, it concluded in, in, in challenger-like ca- catastrophic failure. You know? <laughs> like, I think I was like 13 or 14. Oh, that's a horrible reference. I think it's like, what, what does mean miserable craft references in the past five minutes? Can you talk about that? Oh, Christ. So I think I was like 13 or 14 or 15 days in with the first watch fast, watch fast, the Casio MDV-106. It's a really cool diver. But uh, I was going through certain personal situations at the time, and I was going through some stuff like just emotionally, and I just, I, I came to a conclusion where I had projected the negativity in my life at the watch because I was just so fucking tired of seeing, of just seeing the stupid Casio MDV. So I, I broke the watch fast. I broke it prematurely with the... Seiko Blue Lagoon Samurai. Great fucking watch. <clears throat> um, but right now with the Orient Christmas Chrono, the WVZ... Uh, WV... Oh, 00151TX. I'm going to try that again uh, without without sounding like a, like a complete idiot. WV0051TX. Uh, so far with that Christmas Chrono, it's been, you know, it's been good. Uh, 
right now I think we have a pretty good baseline for how my emotions have like the, the trajectory of my emotions throughout the watch fest, you know, but I'm excited to talk about my feelings after I change my watch. I think that'll be interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so too. Um, how do you feel about <clears throat> just like the carefree awesomeness of, uh, doing a watch fast with a quartz watch it is really cool so it's it, yeah it, so it, it's two things it's obviously the quartz watch so i don't have to worry about like winding it or any of that bullshit or anything like that you know i don't have to worry about what position my wrist is in or any kind of garbage like what, something i would worry about really more with my with my uh vintage watches um but it's also just nice to not have the dilemma each morning of what watch do i wear today you know mm-hmm it's 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 yeah. kind of cool because hold on what the hell okay it's kind of cool because that's one less thing in the morning i have to worry about so every morning when i wake up i wake up into an emergency every morning's just an emergency i have to make coffee i don't want to make coffee i have to get out of bed but i don't want to be alive anymore i have to get married but mar but marriage just costs money so every morning is just like all those thoughts go through my head so i just have one having one less thing to worry about it's pretty cool you know full full inbox well oh my god don't even i don't even want to fucking talk <laughs> about my work inbox man all right <laughs> <laughs> don't even want to fucking talk about my work inbox but um but yeah so there are some silver line there are some everyday practical silver linings which are kind of cool but i'm really more interested in just what what i will sort of glean from the experience of finally changing you know the watch the, uh, the the whole journey for me is just i wanted to be able to articulate things that maybe i wouldn't have been able to articulate until i'd gone through the watch fast i, I mean articulate specifically in regards to how i collect watches sort of how i how horology factors into my everyday life you know because it's not like some people who have a watch where the the fascination with their watch will end when they put the watch on and they go wherever they need to go and then they'll put it back in the box like um i think about watches all the time i mean not just because you know i like watches just because of you know of rivka also the 3d printed watch like it's just you know it's something that's definitely one of the biggest things in my life right now so oh yeah of course and we we can talk about this more when you're all <clears throat> when you're all done with it but how do you feel uh how do you how do you feel about the overall day-to-day -day behavior of say like scrolling through instagram and just like seeing <laughs> all these like watches that are totally within your reach and you're just like i don't know I, I know that i've been through you know points in my uh in my collecting lifespan where i'm just like yeah i gotta get that one i gotta get that one i gotta <laughs> get that one it's just like it's just like an instagram like craze like do you feel like you're a little bit more shielded uh like is it just noise to you now? Like, do you just not pay attention to it? Because that's something that I felt uh, like after I did it with with my SKX. So I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if toward the end, like you're 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 feeling like the same thing. So it's funny. I don't think Instagram has done that because my the way in which I collect distinct from the watch fast before it was ever started has segmented in a very kind of just like, like weird way. Like I. It's very hard for me to just like buy, you know, a watch that I see and that I think is cool. Like I have to go through this process of finding something that's like really, really special or like really, really cool 
but obviously that's a break the bank or it has to have some really fun thing about it. So like if I'm on Instagram and I'm scrolling through and I see a picture of like, like an Oris or a Zin or a Seiko or something like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's a cool watch, but I don't really lust after it. Now what's interesting, and I will talk about this later as well. What's interesting is that what's happened is in wearing this watch, so this Orient watch, um, it's part of the Neo 70s uh, collection with Orient. Neo 70s are, to my knowledge, primarily solar quartz movements. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that, so these aren't very, these aren't, I, don't, I think there's only one or two Neo 70s models in the States. The rest of the line is very popular uh, in Japan. So most of them are JDM watches only. So what's happened is, I haven't necessarily been lusting after, or I haven't necessarily found that I've been uh, tempted by Instagram more. What I found is I want to own more Neo 70s watches. <laughs> yeah, you showed me one the other day. I was I was going to ask if you were still looking at that one. I am it's, still. It's really, I was looking at it today. It's pretty cool. It's a really cool watch. Um, man, I wish I had the fucking reference number in front of me. Um, let me pull yeah, up I, phone I don't. Oh, 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 wait, oh, you, you do or you don't? I do not. <laughs> damn it. Let me, uh, let me look for it here in my email history to you. But, um, so yeah, the, the watch that I'm looking at, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, so it's part of the Neo 70s line. It's not a chrono because most of them are chrono. It's a three-hander, but it's a three-hander radio controlled solar quartz with a faceted crystal, an old school faceted crystal. So it has the, on the interior of the crystal, it's kind of cut. Uh, with these edges and so as the crystal as light hits the crystal um it's sort of like you're looking at the top of uh i don't want to say a gem because that's misleading but it's that sort of way it kind of reflect and refracts or whatever the fuck it is light you know what i'm talking about michael yeah yeah okay so hold on let me pull up the actual one that i was looking at so that's that's something that's really really weird that's happened um it is the Orient Neo 70s WB0071SE. It is blue dial, has really cool markers. It's got a date or a day. I don't know if there's a difference on there. Um, but what's fascinating to me is you can get it um, through Japanese sellers for like 200-ish bucks, um, but it's radio controlled. So it's the, you know, I guess the idea that it's, it's tapped into radio frequencies and, um, you know, and can sync to atomic time. Right? That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so fucking cool. <laughs> and the dimensions are incredible. It's 39 millimeter in diameter and I think uh, 48 or 46 lug to lug. Beautifully small with a bonkers crystal. Like it is really fucking cool. So I, I found myself just kind of lusting more for Orient Neo 70s pieces, which is like, a, I think like a weird T virus thing. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh but that's 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 something i didn't anticipate because I've, I, I've always wanted to get more uh orient neo 70s pieces i want to kind of maybe almost start a, a orient neo 70s kind of collection but for some reason in the past few days um i was just i was just really going nuts and looking up you know what was out there and there's some really cool shit out there really really cool shit yeah, yeah, no that it, that that little three hander is cool. It's like the uh, the three hand companion to the uh, the chronograph that you're wearing now. Mm -hmm. It just I don't know. It has it has like the neo seventies like Orient vibe. Yeah, when I saw it, and it was like I don't know. It's like a neo seventies take on like I don't know an explorer watch. I think so. That's 
That's it, it. Looks like a fun watch. Like the know? Rolex Explorer, or like the like the ubiquitous. Like Explorer like the one. like the Rolex Explorer. Yeah, yeah. like like the thirty nine millimeter one that's out these days. So so cool, man. Yeah, I, I I might I might I might pick that watch up um after the wedding or maybe sometime sooner. It depends, but uh but yeah, that was interest an interesting development. I didn't anticipate. I don't know, I don't know what that means, but more 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 news on that as the watch vast evolves um are there any housekeeping things we should get to or should we jump right into the main topic no that's i think that's it i'm feeling very christmasy this candle is getting kind of crazy it's right next to me so yeah so when you say when you say do the uh when you say crazy do you mean crazy like when roy was trying to recreate the fire at the sea parks and just started like (laughs) getting out of control crazy (laughs) It just like burns his hands down to like nubs. <laughs> no, it's just it's 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 an immense like smell of pine in this in this little office right now. So nice. Very that's, that's nice. kind of what I'm feeling. <laughs> but no, I I think I think we're good. Um you so know, what should getting, we talk about? Getting first? closer getting closer to four thousand followers. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, getting close to 4,000 followers. Um, so also a huge thank you, uh, 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 a few of you who... So the, the Patreon episode came out technically last week from this is uh, from this recording. Patreon episodes, they're kind of a sister show that we're doing to the Two Book Watch Knobs parent podcast here. The Two Book Watch Knobs Patreon specials, um, they're on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Two Book Watch Knobs. Um, they're free. I know some, some podcasts uh, 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 in all types of genres... They'll charge, like, they'll make you pay money in order to access the content. We, we don't do that. I don't like the idea of doing that. Um, I think the technical term is gatekeeping. I don't like that. It's kind of it's strange uh, to me. So I liked the idea of just having the content, um, uh, you know, out there. And so it's on the Patreon. But what's super cool is uh, a good handful of people who, I guess, listened to the show last week, you know, they were inspired enough to go and, and, and donate and support the show, which means a lot. The reason I'm bringing that up is it's those donations that support the giveaways that we do. You know what I'm saying? So we're coming up on the 4,000 follower giveaway. Um, I think Michael and I have been kicking around a couple ideas of what watch to give away. So if you're just listening to the show now or if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, every time the two bug watch knobs reaches 1,000 followers on Instagram, we're giving away a watch because we're gluttons for punishments. All right? <laughs> yep. Giving away a watch. I think our first giveaway was... We had two winners, each one a Seiko SMK and some Toxic NATO straps. Uh, second giveaway was an was an SKX, I believe. Right, yeah, an SKX, yeah. and then we did a Timex Navi Harbor. That watch is so cool. Yeah, that watch is so cool. Yep. Um, so the fourth giveaway, we're kicking around some ideas. You know, um, I think we have some contenders, but uh, we haven't really reached anything concrete. Do we want to maybe say what we're thinking about, Michael, or should we keep it a total secret? We'll keep it super secret for now. We're keeping it super secret. This is like Basel secret, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so you know, keep an eye out for that. And then, um, and then yeah, if you haven't uh, uh, gone and checked out the Patreon episode, um, so the first Patreon special, it's a buying guide for the Keta Big Zero, where I basically talk for 45 minutes. People enjoyed it for some reason. The second episode is Michael's turn, or was Michael's turn to talk for 45 minutes about his experience and circumstances that precipitated the purchase of his uh, Omega Speedmaster 3750. Did I get that right? That's it. That's the one. That's the one. I can remember four numbers. When I was a kid, <laughs> I used to remember full phone numbers. Those days are gone. Those oh. days are long gone. We had to. We had no choice. We had no choice. 
Yeah. We got off the Amistad, which had to remember full fucking numbers. I have to stop talking about the Amistad. <laughs> There's a point in which it will be too much Amistad talk. But um, but yeah. So what 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 should we talk about first? Yearly predictions or kind of watch goals for 2018? So we're we're coming up on the end of the year. I know we're gonna have um. The episode after this is actually going to be right after New Year's Day. So I figured, yep. you know, this, I guess this is the last episode of 2017. Is it? God damn it. I, 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 yeah, because the next episode's going out on January 1st. Yeah. So. Damn, I didn't even think of that. Wow. Yeah, let's let's talk about what we think uh, we're going to see next year. We have, we have some shows uh coming up in january sihh i don't think that's necessarily like a super two broke watch snobs focus show <laughs> but okay. we but we still yeah. we still keep watch you know um for me um and this this might be you know this might be a serious wish i i just i want to see more brands playing around in the like two to five thousand dollar range even the ones at like sihh do you think right. do you think that's even a possibility with those brands those sihh brands i uh, <laughs> not no this year not this year maybe in the future you know what i'm saying i don't think the brands that would really be um at that type of place are maybe feeling what the rest of the greater kind of watch communities feel. I mean, like if you're a watch brand, what they're feeling, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if they've kind of had events to precipitate that sort of change. What do you think? I also don't think it's going to happen necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, just let's take a look at the... Uh... So what would you classify as an S-I-H-H brand? Sin or Zin, however the fuck you say it? No, no, they're not at SIHH, um, by the way. Um, So SIHH, for people that um, aren't necessarily sure, it's it's a show that happens before before Basel in January every single year. And it's a a little bit more luxury focused. Um, It's not as many brands as something like Basel World. And... um, they're all Richemont brands, by the way. I did not know that. <clears throat> yeah, so um, you got your Panerai, you got your IWC, you got your Parmigiani, Roger Dubuis, all those brands. Uh, but they recently... Did you really pronounce Parmigiani like the food? I think it's Parmigiani, yeah. How else do you say it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I have to now think of as many Parmesan, like a Italian dishes to call all their watches. I've always heard Parmigiani. I want to wear, I want to wear the Ryan Reynolds chicken Parmigiani, whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) I want to wear that tonight. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, so handsome. You know, when you look at, when you look at those brands, by the way, it's, it's hard, it's hard to think of those names and think of two to $5,000 range, you know, I can, I I can probably find like an old IWC Mark, uh, 15 or something in that range but certainly not anything new i mean now that i have an understanding of what kind of brands go there because just to read it something we said in the show earlier i don't i don't really know anything about watches so (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) fuck jesus all right all right 
uh, Merry Christmas. So I think what I didn't realize, um, I don't think we're ever going to see like off the line a Panerai at like two or three thousand. I think I don't think that's ever going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. I mean, it's, I, it's very, I, I, very wishful thinking on my part. Because then that would be like, I mean, that's like Tudor Black Bay territory. And I feel like, because the thing is, in terms of just product marketing and how you position those things, Panerai probably doesn't want their watches associated with what some people would classify as affordable luxury. You know? Well, I mean, still, you know, for example, Oris, they, they market themselves like, I think, real watches for real people. That's like one of their yeah, they slogans. Yeah, they have a tool watch, but, tool watch buy, but still luxury. But it's it's still luxury, but, you know, I'm sorry, yeah. like a lot of those Aquas models, it's like, you know, 3000 plus, like from from the, the boutique, for example, like that's... that's a $3,000 still, watch? Yeah, that's still like a luxury range, you know, that's not, that's oh. not cheap. Oh, um, but I, I, I literally thought it was an $800 watch. Oh yeah, you can find that like gray market all day. You, oh, okay. you know, you a lot of people just don't. But you know, if somebody w- just walks into like an Oris dealer and they they want that watch, that's what they're gonna pay. Like there are some Aquas models that are over three k. Um, so and that's not even counting like the crazy like altimeter pilot watches that they make. Those are those are pretty pricey as well. Right. Um, but you know, I I just I would love. I would love to see IWC do it. I'd love to see IWC come out with like a something okay. in the in the Mark collection, like the Mark 18, for example, like super, I don't know, conservatively priced. <laughs> you know? Right. But um, I don't think it's gonna happen. Well, okay, let's 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 play make believe. If if they did, like, how do you think they would roll it out? Because they, correct me if I'm wrong, they're one of the first brands that did the online like you buy their watches online to the brand right yeah i think one of the first uh they they were certainly the the brand that like they were making the biggest fuss about it this year i think um yeah so it's conceivable that maybe they would do something one wouldn't expect you know um maybe some sort of even if it was just like an online exclusive you know model or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You can only buy it through IWC, and it's twenty five hundred dollars or some bullshit. You know? Yeah. Uh, on on the other side of things, I think um, <clears throat> I would like to see Richard Meal kind of go over the top again. So in, tw- in <laughs> so get this, in 2017 they came out with that. Basically, it's a million dollar split second chronograph. Oh right, it's, Jesus! It's a. It was like the lightest, also the lightest split second chronograph. Like a lot of carbon, like crazy stuff. Like the strap, right. the strap was like this, like almost spandex material. <laughs> like really funny. Um, I'd like to see them top that. Just, just to kind of fucking look at it and be like, wow, <laughs> holy crap! I'm still waiting for the. Was it? What I can't remember. It was an old joke we made. Was it a Richard meal or an Ublo foreskin watch? Oh, that's a that's a good one. I think it was, was it was it was it Richard Meal or 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 Hublot? I think it might have been Hublot, actually. Ah, damn. But one of those two, they'd they'd be good at it. I think if not, maybe that brand that did the uh, the Titanic watch. Oh um, <laughs> oh damn it, R- uh, Romain Jerome. Maybe Romain Jerome. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I almost said iceberg lettuce because because of <laughs> Romain lettuce. 
Um, I don't think we'll see anything like that at SIHH this year. I think in terms of yearly predictions, though, for shows, I think I think Basel is going to be interesting this year. You think so? So the this uh, coming not year, it's going to be shorter. They cut it by... Not like, interesting in a good way. Like, oh, okay. Like, like okay. <laughs> interesting in like someone that throws their own surprise party, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a little sad because there's less people now, or there's less brands now. Sorry, I have my microphone. There's less brands now. I think it's more expensive now, and it's shorter, right? It's more expensive now. It's shorter. Well, it's more expensive every year, I think. Um, okay. And they keep uh, brands are doing more and more kind of like private exhibits at the hotels, like in the surrounding area, because <laughs> it's like I think it's like cheaper for them to like rent out like a super nice like ballroom in a fucking hotel yeah. or something, or like you're just like a really nice hotel room. Um, or you'll just do, or they'll just do what Braymont did and just stay home and have their own watch show with blackjack and hookers. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Which was really cool. I'm sure it was super cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I remember when we were talking about that last year. I think this year will be interesting. I don't think anything good will happen. It sounds like you're saying that. But I don't think anything good will happen. And I say good relative in terms of my perspective. I mean, obviously, you know, watches are getting released, and mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Jacques Le Bouvier will 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 re- again do the Raz Al Ghul Lazarus Pit r- r- ritual to stay alive. <laughs> You know, these are just things you come to expect from Basel, <clears throat> you know, but I think maybe next, like the year after this one, some interesting stuff will happen. I don't know. I think, I'm trying to think of what good happened at Basel this year. Good, again, relative to what I kind of feel is good. A Frederick Constant flyback chrono was pretty baller. Yeah. I think it was pretty cool. But in terms of yearly predictions, yeah, I, I I would put that on people's radar. Just be aware, Basel this year, it's going to be shorter. There's less brands. Do we know... So do you think by doing it like that, do you think it's going to be more only like like these super well-funded legacy brands that are going to be there? So like fucking um, you know, Rolex or Hublot or Bulgari. I still don't understand the fascination I mean, with I, I, Bulgari watches, but <laughs> it's out there. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be the same same brands. I don't think anyone's going to be like <clears throat> dropping out necessarily. You know, people are still going to dish out to make it. You know, well, if there's if, less if there's less spots open, then obviously a lot of everyone's going to be there that was there last year. Right? Yeah, I mean, even Doxa goes every year, and I think when they went in 2017, they technically didn't even have anything new to show. Um, you know, <laughs> they, they were, were just there. We're here, guys. Yeah, yeah, they were they were kind of showing off those newer. Um, 50th anniversary sub 300 models mm-hmm. and uh apparently hinting to some people about the whole aqualung reissue but not really saying anything so yeah i i, I think the same amount of brands will go um you know but i just i want to see more competition and more um kind of like a a greater effort to to release value pieces um, you know what I want to see in conjunction with the greater effort to release value pieces. I am I'm torn because I think it's cool at the same time. I'm getting really tired of it because everyone's doing it. Really tired of like reissues. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm tired of reissues. I'm tired of watches in one line getting reimagined into a new line, like the cocktail time. You know, turning into like 
400 different fucking versions, you know what I mean? This, this, the, 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 the fucking Seiko, you know, uh, uh, Black Bay cocktail. I, but basically, that, that, that's where it's become now, you know? <laughs> I want to see something that's original, unique, and affordable. And I know it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, dude, you're asking for so much. Like, not, not really. Because there's this, there's this uh, uh, misinterpretation that if something is unique, then it has to be balls expensive which is not the case. It just takes original thought and conception. And the example I'll always use are those um, those Dietrich pieces. Yep, you know what I that's, mean? that's exactly what I was thinking as, as you were yeah. saying that. I don't, you know, I don't know if he goes to Basel. Why the fuck would he go to Basel? He's got, he's, he's got a handle on whatever the hell's going on in his life already. I don't, I don't know if he goes to Basel. And I don't know if people like 7 Friday go to Basel. I'm not really sure. No, actually, he was there. He was there. They, they did that um, Dietrich, uh, Dietrich uh, perception. Oh, okay. At Basel? I think it was at Basel, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't remember seeing too much news from him. But yeah, it, oh. you know, seeing more stuff from from those two makers, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shy about saying stuff about Seven Friday because, I don't know, I kind of like some some of this stuff. <laughs> um, some of it is cool because simply because it's interesting. Some of it does sort of look like the case iPod headphones come in. You yes, I mean? yes, yeah. Which is which is fine. Uh -huh. Um it's still something original, which I'll always be happy to see. It's not necessarily something in an aesthetic that I enjoy. I really for some reason I much more enjoy the aesthetic of those Dietrich pieces. So this is a prediction slash a wish that I would like to see in the next year. I would really like to see in the next year just more original pieces like that. Not even necessarily from like you know brands we've never heard of a new brands i think it's totally possible for some of these legacy brands you know to to do it at an affordable price mm -hmm. you know well i will say though that the reissue thing is not going to die down anytime soon of course not <laughs> i mean it's it, 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 i i can want it to all i want but it's never going to go away because a couple of people did it and then it worked out really really well and then obviously other brands are going to copy it and make money yeah no, you know? I think actually the big one, uh, and I'm just speculating here, but because of what they did with the 62 MAS, I think Seiko's gonna come out with a uh, an anniversary piece the uh, for the the one that came after the 6159-7001, and that was available in, in 1968 for the first time. And it's gonna cost fourteen thousand dollars. <laughs> It might be expensive, it might not be expensive, but I'm excited to see what they do. That would be interesting because I think that, you know, I, and I could be wrong, I think that's the first time they came out with that sort of case design. I think they call it a a monocoque case. I could be wrong. Um, Sorry, what did you just say it was? <laughs> I think, yeah, mono, mono block case. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you, you, no, 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 you didn't say that the first time. I did not say that the first time. You said monocoque the first time, <laughs> which to me begs the question, are there things that aren't monocoques? Aren't, <laughs> isn't technically anything with reproductive genitals and an X and Y chromosome, aren't they all monocoques? Or is there something that has multiple cocks? You see, I, see I don't know anything now. about watches either. It's okay. <laughs> well, no, you know about watches. You just might not know about cocks, which is totally fine. <laughs> I try to limit my cock knowledge, okay? <laughs> Anyways, monoblock. Totally case. cool. Monoblock. It's one of okay. it's one of those two. 
I don't know if I'm wrong yet. Okay. But I know they came out with the diver. It's a 6159, I think. It was a 1968. So we may okay, see cool. some kind of anniversary thing there. It'll probably be expensive. I'll be mad for maybe like six or seven months. And then I won't care for the next three months. And then as the end of the year comes along, I'll, I'll want to buy the watch. Um, and then I, I, I won't be able to. So, so your, your predictions that Seiko will do something like that. Yeah. Or the model that came after the 62 model. Yeah. Uh, personally, I also, uh, this is more of a wish list kind of thing. Uh, I think, I think Bulova has been really good about, um, revisiting some designs and like doing them in a cool enough way with a nice enough upgrade to the movement where it's like interesting to me. So like, you know, the Bulova Moonwatch, for example, the Bulova Stars and Stripes yeah. chronograph C, um, oh, yeah. and they recently, they recently announced that the reissue for 2018 is going to be like the devil diver. They're going to do one of those. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They did kind of like a crowdsourced, like, like fan survey thing where they got to, you know, the Bulletin fans got to pick what they wanted and it was the, um, the... didn't, didn't Tudor do that too? Uh, Tag Heuer did. I don't think. Tag Heuer. Okay. Simpsons did it. Yeah. I know you're right. Tag Heuer. That's right. Tag Heuer did it. Right, 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 right. Yep, that's uh, that's what they did. So that's so cool. That'll be fun to watch. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, maybe we can see a smaller Bull of a Moon watch since they're still like experimenting with that watch. They came out with the all black version uh, this year. And, you know, they do listen to what people want. And people have been pretty vocal about how big that watch is. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they come out 45, with 45, 44 millimeters, something like it's that. It's like 45, like bordering 46. So, Ooh. Yeah. Big old fucking watch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. On that, piggybacking on that, I think just based off what we've seen in this last quarter from Timex, I think next year, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if this is one of yours, but, but we, we can talk about it together. I think next year we're going to see some really cool shit from Timex just because in this last quarter that did that Timex Marlin reissue. No, no, yeah, you I I wasn't thinking about that but you're completely right. I think 2018 is going to be a huge year for Timex. Oh. Right. Ah, sorry. Did I you just f- drop my headphones. Did you fall? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're dropping headphones, we're talking about cocks. No, it's fine. It's fine. My 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 hold on. It, this is this is a fantastic <sighs> Christmas episode. I'm so sorry. I'm not very I'm not should we just scrap this and just start again? No. God, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God, no. All right. Monocoque staying in there. But um, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see how they ride the wave. Obviously, the Timex Marlin reissue was awesome. It sold out twice, right? Uh, Yeah. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Sold out. Sold out twice. What I would like to see is them capitalize off that and see what else they can do. Maybe do another reissue, maybe explore uh, uh, some different models from the past, staying in the hand-wound mechanical sort of um, area. Bringing me to what was sort of a wish compounded with the prediction of them potentially doing their own caliber instead of using this um, seagull movement. And I don't say that in a way to cast a negative light on the seagull movement, which I think some people have been doing lately once they've discovered what's happening in there. Right, um, yeah. So uh, a scuttlebutt seems to be that the movement in this uh, Timex Marlin reissue is a seagull movement 
that's designed for a lady's watch to account for the size because it's a 34 millimeter watch. But with the automatic rotor removed, but the watch movement with the rotor removed is still way too small for the watch. So there's a giant spacer in there hmm. to like close the gap. Um, I think there's sort of a negative connotation of that. I can understand why someone would think that. It's like someone putting an engine in a car that doesn't, it's like too small for the car. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I just put something that just fucking fits in there properly. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think with this Marlin, I think they were testing the waters. I think based off this reception, maybe maybe they'll put their own money into a into a specific uh, uh, manual wind caliber for these types of watches. You know? Yeah, and they they probably have the capabilities too. I mean, they certainly have the oh, yeah. the you know the power to do so. Um, oh yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that, that would be a lot of fun. I love those camper Mark One campers that. Like came out not too long ago, the black one, the green one, and the blue one. Oh man, super cool! You know, they're they're, they're killing. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm 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 such a hypocrite. I know I was just saying I don't want to see more reissues. <clears throat> I don't want to see, <laughs> but they're I don't fun. See re- they're they're fun. We these like are them. very fun. Yes, that's a good. These are very fun. I think the whole luxury reissue thing is kind of annoying. I sometimes bear- I sometimes wonder because uh, you and I we're like we can get into guitars and stuff. But basically, that whole market, if you just look at Fender and Gibson, every model every year is just a vintage reissue. And nobody says anything. (laughs) You know, Leo Fender, he drew the fucking Telecaster on like a napkin in like 1949. And it hasn't changed since. And that's what they keep selling. That's that's, that's pretty funny, actually. I mean, yeah. Because I I guess it's the shape that makes it the fender with watches it can, it is the shape sometimes but i think it's more the logo yeah yeah you know you mean the but name, no, but, but the the, name but that, that people the, the, are the, paying the, for too yeah 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 but that's a very very good point um i i, I think this next year for timex will be cool um definitely that's kind of one of my predictions for timex what about uh what about you? What are your thoughts on just like any any type of like next year prediction so or, or wish? I've also been thinking about smaller brands. Um, okay. So take Halios, for example. He's kind of, he's positioning himself for the new Seaforths that are coming out, the regular models, right. uh, bezel-less with the bezel and even a GMT. That's really cool. I, I think I think I would really like to see him start 2018 with some serious momentum and like come out with maybe more watches more often that would be really really cool interesting okay um because i think you know as popular as as halios is with like our listeners and people that are like super like nerdy about watches um i think i think we need more eyes on his brand (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and also sort of a smaller brand that we i don't know are, are I think our opinions kind of changed after we met them was Monta. Uh, and they've right. they've been toying with a, a model that you see sometimes, a lot of times you don't see it, and it's called the SkyQuest. It's their uh it's their GMT, and they showed it at Basel 2017, and then it kind of disappeared. And then I asked them about it when we were at Wind Up, and I was like, oh, next year, next year. <laughs> and he put a bag over your head and he clubbed you to death. So don't talk about that watch. No, you're not yet. 
So that's the one I really want to see from them. Uh, it looks it looks like they're basically like their Ocean King case with like the big old crown and like a crazy cool like um, high contrast 24 hour bezel um, wow. with like a nice big red GMT hand. That's that's kind of I'm 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 predicting it, I guess. Uh, I'd really just like to see it more than anything. <laughs> In the same vein as microbrands, I think. I don't know if it's going to happen next year or even the year after that or even at all, but I think we're going to, I, I think if people who are savvy enough, they'll kind of start noticing it. I think we'll, the greater micro brand market will really start getting not hurt, but affected, whether positively or negatively, by the, I mean, frankly, by the oversaturation of micro brands. You know what I mean? Like thinking about a couple of years ago when I started getting into watches. There weren't that many micro brands, right? Are we talking about micro brands or Kickstarter watches? Because we definitely we need less Kickstarter watches. We need less Kickstarter watches. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, no, I mean micro brands. Like you know, um, uh, someone will either. I mean, they could they could crowdfund or they could be uh, uh, they could you know have um, other investments that allow them to pursue watches or they just might have funds in another way to pursue watches. But just the the ease of access for manufacturing watches, you know, whether that's in Switzerland or over in Asia, I feel like now that that sort of channel communication is becoming more widely known and more uh, uh, accessible, we're just seeing more micro brands this year. I mean, there's just so many micro. I mean, you can like, you can say what you want to say, and that's your theory that perhaps some of these Kickstarter campaigns are actually money laundering fronts. Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but yes, that is that is that is my theory. We've my talked theory about this. That, have, we, have we talked about it on air? Not on air, but it's a theory oh, that, okay. that I, I want more feedback on. Because until you said it, I was like, hmm. <laughs> it's a theory that I have because I'll see a Kickstarter watch and it'll be a Kickstarter watch and it'll it, it look like a lump of dog shit. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that this Kickstarter brand is going to reach its goal of 30,000. And, and then, then they, they get a quarter to, million. Yeah, and then they come back the next day and it's like 250,000. I'm like, oh my fucking, they're, they're <laughs> laundering, they're laundering human trafficking money. That's the only thing I could think of. Oh, you man. Uh, That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> and I'm not saying any brand's names. Notice that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no. I, honestly, at this time, I can't think of a specific brand. But that's just something that I've seen, and we talk about it. You know, we'll we'll be like, "Oh, look at this Kickstarter brand." Like, yeah, it looks like looks like you know looks like horse nuts. And then like the next day, they'll be doing their like you know fourteenth stretch goal for like 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 stretchy bracelets. Yeah, you know, and it's just like fuck, dude. Like, maybe we should get into crime. Maybe crime does pay, dude. It does. It does a lot of times. It does. <laughs> I don't know if no, I'd be the best criminal, no, but no resistance. <laughs> It does pay, you know, pays dividends. <laughs> I don't think we'd be good criminals. Yeah, I don't. The wet we have a very public podcast. <laughs> the wet bandits. <laughs> the wet... <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that Home Alone? Yeah, it's Home Alone. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just saw it the other night. I'm going to watch the second one tonight. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Hold on. Don't do it, cat. I have bacon on the counter. And the cat just noticed. Stop it. You have no Christmas tree, by the way, right? You can't have a Christmas tree with cats. I'm parent. So people have told me that I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. That's my full thought. My full thought is people told me that. No. 
people have told me I'm an idiot for this, but I read before I got cats, I did a lot of research because I wanted to make sure the cats were coming into like a hole and I was safe for them. I don't want to be the response. I don't want to be responsible for killing a living thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless I was going to eat it. I'm not going to eat these cats unless they really get annoying, which is entirely possible right now. There's one cat. So I wanted to, I was just doing all this reading and I found this thread on this like animal adoption form or whatever. And it was like, oh, my cat licked this tree sap from our Christmas tree and then it died. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I got into like this Googling uh, a black hole of just like doing more research. And that wasn't the only pet. I read, read about cats that had died from like Christmas trees, um, specifically like licking like the sap from the tree. Huh. Also, like I've heard about cats dying from plastic fake Christmas trees because they'll eat the plastic stuff because it's a similar texture to like some of their toys, but they'll swallow that and they'll die. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? M Michael, circumstances are positioned to kill everything. Mm. It's a miracle I haven't died yet, you know? So these poor cats. And so I'm just like, and we got, we adopted the cats in like, like July of the year that it was a couple years ago. And so Christmas was on my mind back then because Christmas is my birthday month. So I love, I love this episode. And so I'm like, fuck, we're going to do about a tree. And so, yeah, we, well, what I do is, I think, I can't remember if we talked about this in the show or not, but uh, we hang um, like poinsettia garlands across the span of our, of our, of our ceiling. So it's going from like, like the north wall to the south wall, or whatever the fuck it is, of, you know, you know, they're parallel walls. And then we hang the ornaments off the strands of garland. And it's really, really cool. It, it creates this really kind of cool, um, you know, visual frame for when you first walk into the apartment. So that's just been what we've been doing for three years. It's become like our, our kind of Christmas tradition, you know? Very nice. No, I, I saw a story. It looks, it looks very cute. Yeah. I should do, I should do more, more stories uh, about that. Uh, I also just realized I might've been too far from the microphone. Could you hear me when I was talking? Oh, I could totally hear you. You want to, you, okay, you want to maybe do, uh, start talking about our goals? Yeah, man. What are your goals? What are your goals for next year? I feel like we could talk more about watch predictions, but let's... Uh... Oh, it'll be more fun as we get closer to Basel and we start seeing some pre-Basel stuff and we can who, <clears throat> speculate. Who do you think is, <laughs> is going to leak the photo from Seiko this time? Follow-up question. <laughs> who will Seiko have killed because they leaked the photo this time? It's like the same random magazine photo every year. Yeah. <laughs> It's some magazine maybe it's the, from I don't maybe know Maybe it's the same. Well, it, it's probably like 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 an internal catalog. <laughs> it's like just like maybe a grainy cell phone shot of, of like a magazine page, and that's where people saw the turtles for the first time. No, I don't it's know. Probably got it's probably got the works in the mail room. No one ever no one ever suspects the guy that handles your mail, right? <laughs> but you should because that guy handles some really important shit or gal. Yeah. Really important shit. Just saying. Oh, the same but, thing. Uh, same thing happened with that Black Bay chronograph. Remember, somebody like oh, took a photo of like some brochure, and I'm like, this is a Photoshop or something. Like someone took a photo of a war crime. But yes. No. I. <laughs> yeah. I, I. I. I remember. Yes. I remember. Still waiting for that. I'm still waiting for that Nuremberg trial for that watch. But yeah. No. You're. I. I you're. You're right. I, I. I'm. I'm sure it'll happen again this year. You know. Yeah. No. For me, yeah, uh, I just want to be. Goals. I want to be a little bit more. Um, I want to be a little bit more Seiko focused uh, in 2018. Not okay. not necessarily taking just like random pot shots at like models that I find because I've just I've come to the conclusion that I'm just gonna find new Seikos like every other week because there are just okay. like thousands of them out there. Right, right. <laughs> um, I like the idea of maybe completing that little like chain of 
you know, 7002, 7S26, uh, 4R36, like going up like the movements, maybe Play, mm. playing around with that idea. Um, but yeah, I want to buy less Seiko, but the ones that I do buy, I want them to count. <laughs> I want them to stay. You want to you want to collect more thoughtfully. Yes, yeah, just just a little bit. I just I a huge goal for me is to just get more watches that I will flat out not sell. Okay. You know? I think I think it's a fair goal. Yeah. Um, you know, and that could be that can be in any price range, you know. Uh, well, not any price range, but you know, just a million dollars. <laughs> I'm going for that Richard meal split second chronograph. Yeah. <laughs> um, boutique exclusive. I don't think they have one in Seattle, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of like a big goal. Big goal for me. Um, it, when it comes to Seiko, just not necessarily jumping on the first thing I see right away. Being a little bit more thoughtful. I've been right. I've been toying uh, with with vintage Seiko, the idea of getting like a, Ooh. Uh, a nice Pogue, but they're like, they're get they're starting to get like super weird. <laughs> like the ones that I'm they're, seeing. They're like a thousand dollars though, right? Not always, but, okay. but the ones that you find are like in pretty bad shape. People are like, people are messing up the hands and stuff. People are like just botching these like repair jobs and, um, Ha, welcome, welcome to my world, collecting Russian watches. Yeah, dude, it's yeah, you're, you're pretty much there. And um, in 2018, I think I'm going to find the glycine, man. I, I have to fucking, I got to do it. You're going to make it happen? I, I have to. I got to keep trying, man. It's just, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, I've never in my life have I've seen, like, a reissue watch that's actually harder to, to find than the fucking vintage ones. <laughs> Like what? Like in what world does that make sense? <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty. That, that 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 that's pretty bonkers. Yeah, that's definitely pretty uh, backass word. And like I understand. Like I understand that there are a bunch of vintage ones out there, and but they're just like they're dog shit most of the time. <laughs> like there's one on eBay now. Like the crystal's all wrong. Like the hands are fucking from like a Seiko or something. Like it's just <laughs> like total Franken watch. And that's that's how they come up a lot of times. Um, so bad. And not not many people service those those older movements, so that reissue is really really nice. Um, and the white dials come up a lot. I have it's funny. I I have watch recon alerts set up, and I wow. got I, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I got an alert of a white dial one coming up today, and then like an hour later, I got an alert saying that it was sold. <laughs> God, um, fucking Barabbas! It's it's you know all it's all his. It's, he, he gotta be Barabbas, the king cocksucker. Barabbas, king <laughs> alpha douche number one. Barabbas, uh, East Beef Wellington. That's me. How how about you? So I would segment my watch goals into two verticals. So um, watch purchases. I would like to get myself in a position to purchase um one of those Oris big crowns. You know oh, nice! Saying? Yeah, yeah. There's one, but I don't like the new ones. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the new ones that have the propeller hands. You know, mm-hmm. there's an old one that has like almost like uh, like sword hands. Um, there's an old one on a website. I don't want to say it because if I say it, someone's gonna fucking ruin my day and buy it. They will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I would like to do in the first quarter is put myself in a position to to buy that watch. I think it's great. It's coming in like 37 millimeters. I love the crown. Um, I love the idea of just 
the it's got a fluted bezel. I like the simplicity of the watch, and I like the price point. I mean the 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 price point. Um, it's not listed as this, but it's been sitting on this website for a long fucking time. I'm gonna try and throw like six or seven hundred bucks at him and see what happens. Might work. You know what I mean, might work. What about where? Why the fuck not, dude? So in terms of watch purchases, that's one. Um, I would like to. I think I'd like to finally go for it and get the goddamn Orient Sun and Moon blue dial. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I think I would. There's no re- It's not even an expensive watch, but for some reason, it's just one of those watches that's easy for me to not forget, but just not remember. Because I don't see it often enough, but it's a watch that I really, really love. I think it's something super, super special. I love the look of it. I love the price. I mean, you can find them online. I think they retail for $435, but you can find them online in like the 300s, you know, uh, low to mid 300s. You know what I'm saying? You know what made me pull back with that watch? We we posted a shot and like a bunch of people were just like, oh man, it's a nice watch, but it's such a pain in the ass to set. You remember that? Is it? I don't know. No, I don't. I I remember someone said the watch had blackface. (laughs) I remember that comment too. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's, that was, that's something I see. I, I, a lot of people are like, oh, it's it's a nice watch, but it's a pain in the ass to set. Uh, yeah, well, so is my Polo Jet 3133. I didn't let that stop me. It's a gorgeous <laughs> watch. I love that watch. It's true. You know? Yeah. Trying to, trying to, there's no quick set, quick set on that fucking watch. So every time I need to change the date, it's like the, it's like the old schooly planes where you have to like turn the propeller yourself. You know what I mean? Give you like, like use your body momentum and kick forward and like trying to, like that's what it's like. Trying to set the goddamn date on my Polo Jet thirty one thirty three. I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily you know have that stop me. I I still like <clears throat> still like the Orange on the Moon. So I think I might pick that one up. Um, I'm definitely going to pick up the uh, Orient Neo seventies. Um, I got I got the number that radio controlled one we were talking right, about. Right, the three hander. Yeah, yeah. But the the three hander with the faceted crystal, really, really pretty, man. Really, like ah, oh, it's like right where it's at for me. Um, watch purchases. What else? Oris Big Crown, uh, Orient Sun and Moon, Orient Radio Control, Neo Seventies. Um, I'm sure there are other watch purchases that might potentially come up, but those are the ones that have really have uh, been on my mind. Oh, I will say, I do have, I do have a vintage USSR watch goal. Okay. For 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 next year. I would like to finally become an owner of one of the very cool, very rare um, Raketa amphibians. So everyone knows the Vostok amphibian. Mm. We talked about the Raketa amphibian before. So the Vostok amphibian is the Russian dive watch. But at the same time as the Vostok amphibian, there was another watch called the Raketa amphibian. And they were both sort of competing to be acknowledged and used by the um soviet military soviet navy at the time and obviously the raketa amphibian did not win but they do come up on ebay every now and then it's really really cool looking watch um it's hard to find one with original hands because they get frankened a lot Mm -hmm. but it's uh that's something i like i think i'd like to add to the collection but the problem is as as far as um vintage us that's what watches go they can be expensive in like the $200, $250 um, area, you know, and I paid, which I mean, for a special watch, that's not that bad. I paid like 300 ish, 320, 340 for my Paul Jar 3133, which was a fucking steal, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's, that's a vintage watch I'd like to add to the collection. In terms of 
more like my like me neurology greater not just watch purchases my sort of yearly goals rivka man i think this year coming i think 2018 is going to be the year of rivka watches the 3d printed watch project there's a lot of stuff i'm working on i'm working with the early adopters to do all the custom pieces i'm working on presets i think this year is going to be really really good because i'm trying to i mean every day I'm just trying to be further ahead than I was the day before, even if it's sending out one or two emails, you know? And it's just a matter of keeping momentum and just doing that and building out this kind of custom design feature as well as these presets. I think I think it's going to be a really good year for Rivka, and doing that will really just... It already, already has helped me grow as a collector and just as a watch enthusiast because it's it's... Just like you buying a certain watch because you like the way it looks, Rivka is an expression of my horology passion. So this year, gonna this year since it's gonna be the year of biggest growth for the brand, I think it's here. It's, it's gonna be very very special for me. So that's kind of my uh, my other goal. You know what I'm saying? Very cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. I think it's gonna mm -hmm. be a, a pretty big year for you too. Yeah, hopefully that or I'm gonna die in a tire fire. Either way, I'm gonna make the news. That can happen. That can happen to both of us. I guess. <laughs> you have tire fires in Seattle. Is that a thing? <laughs> we have terrible drivers here. That's, that's what I know. Jesus. But um, what are where, where are we on time? Are we out of time? I think. I mean, I, I think this is a good place to to wrap it up. We're gonna we're gonna talk more soon. We're gonna have a New Year's Day episode. Um, Yay! But I think right now it'll be a good time to let all the nice folks get back to their. Their families on Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, no more hiding in the bathroom, guys. It's time, time to go be with your families. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Christmas, man. But yeah. So, um, in regards to recap, uh, I don't know. I'm still watch fasting. Uh, the day of this episode getting published, I'll be on the 25th day. Six more days after that, and I will be good to go. What I'm thinking about doing is the day before my watch fast is over, I might make a poll on our Instagram story feed. Um, and let you guys decide which of the two watches I break, uh, or I not not I not break, but I I, I end my watch fast with, uh, you know, which watch to wear. So keep an eye for that on Sunday, on the Sunday the thirty first, New New Year's Eve. There you go. That's that's yeah. that's, the, that's 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 the brain kicking in there. <laughs> I heard it. I felt it. <laughs> Uh, also, in regards to the recap, we are coming close to 4,000 followers, which means the two book Wasnoms 4,000 follower giveaway extravaganza bonanza crazy bizarre fair is going to be happening soon. Keep an eye out for details on that once we reach 4,000 followers. I think we're like 180 followers away, so you know, fingers crossed for that. Um, also, yearly predictions. We had a lot of really, really cool things to talk about. I mean, we talked about sort of what we might see from SIHH, what we want to see in regards to some of the brands there, what we think might happen with Basel, what we think might happen with Seiko, maybe them doing another reissue of another iconic diver, the one that preceded the uh, 62 Moss. I forgot what it was called, Michael. Uh, all I can remember was Monocoque. Yep. So the Seiko Monocoque. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called now. Um, potentially a reissue of that could be pretty interesting. Um in addition to that, the uh, maybe some more cool stuff from Timex. Who knows? The Seiko Marlin reissue in the fourth quarter was just bonkers. The thing was so cool, man. Uh, I would like for them to use that as a springboard to potentially doing their own calibers. Um, and not even just for reissues, just maybe even for, for you know, newer, uh, 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 unique design watches. If I can get a goddamn Batman Timex 
with a manual line movement, I think that would I think my collecting days would be over. That'd be it, dude. Ooh. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. A Batman watch. <laughs> that's not that that's not that that iceberg romaine lettuce Jerome motherfuckers Batman DNA watch with like with fucking uh, you know a, a Christian Bale spinal fluid in it or whatever the fuck it is. Not not a Batman watch like that. Like a like a proper like happy meal. <laughs> of course. Happy meal. But of course. Um fries. I don't want apple slices. I want goddamn fries. Alright. Huh. Uh, sorry. Um in regards to our goals, I think Michael Michael wants to grow as a more thoughtful Seiko collector. I think that's super special. I think that's awesome because I mean to your point, dude, it's super easy to just you could buy a Seiko every week. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're collecting in a constructive or thoughtful way you know what i mean yeah it's not like grocery shopping to sustain life it's like only living off the snickers bars you buy in the line at the grocery store you know Mm -hmm. so i think that's pretty cool um uh excited to see rifka watches grow uh there's things i'm missing but i think that's the bulk of it yeah that's it merry christmas everyone merry christmas Happy holidays. If you're celebrating Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you're just hanging out with your family, that's super cool too. That's basically, you know, what, what, you know, what I should be doing. My fiance will be working, but I might go and bother her at work. Um, really would love to hear your guys' thoughts and impressions on what we talked about. Also, what are your yearly predictions? What are your watch goals? This is the time to sort of start thinking about that stuff. It's the time to start a new year. And there's no reason why, you know, if you want to collect differently if there's some things you did this year that you want to do differently next year this is the time to be mindful and conscious of them so write in let us know what's up and um also oh yeah really quick note before we go i know michael really wants me to go about it but really quick before we go <laughs> on on mondays on mondays we don't do the instagram show graphics anymore we're doing just a picture of a watch so if you've been looking for those they're not going to happen anymore we do the pictures of the watches on monday uh now because the those just People just enjoy those more. Uh, they like that. They like it more. But on Monday, in the description of that Instagram photo, that's where the sh- that's where the show notes are. That's where, like, the text for the graphic. That's where it is now. So, because some people wrote it and they're just like, "Hey, your your um your 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 show graphics aren't publishing." Yeah, totally. No, super awesome and thoughtful of you guys to let us know, thinking it was an error. But yeah, no, that's that's intentional. So so just be conscious of that, right, Mike? Yep. Are we good? Have I have I have I taken up an, uh, enough of your time? No, no, I'm good, man. I'm looking looking forward to dinner. I'm feeling all right. Oh yeah, dinner time over there. Okay, here I'll let you go. Uh, do you want to do the sign up or should I? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Monocock. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Guy Fieri, guys. Have a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas. Later. Yeah.